Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and week two in the NFL preseason is upon us. Before you know it, Steve and I will be placing all of our bets for every game that we feel like you is worth putting money on. Obviously, you guys can also go ahead and put money in other games or go with our leans, but we are just a few weeks away from that. Last week... We did our AFC season-long win total bets. This week, it's NFC season-long win total bets. We are presented by betonline.ag, the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money podcast with the best odds and fast payouts. Hopefully, a lot of you already check out Steve on Twitter at Fezzik Sports, that's where you can get all of his stuff, and a lot of his insight is excellent, even some, uh, he'll make some funny points on Twitter as well, I can tell when you get like frustrated or whatever, Steve, it's kind of kind of entertaining. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, and basically, other than whatever that Snapchat deal is, I'm pretty much around, at Ross Tucker NFL, Instagram now to take pictures of the food and the games I'm at as well as Twitter and Facebook. At Ross Tucker NFL is where I'm at there. I guess before, Steve, we get to the NFC win total bets, and it's good timing because last week we did the AFC after the news came out about Ryan Tannehill and Jake Cutler. Today to do the NFC after the Zeke Elliott news, I think, is of consequence. My first question, though, i got to ask you, Preseason week two lines. Is there anything that jumps out at you? And how much movement is there? Do they do they do um do they do preseason look ahead lines? They do not do look ahead lines. Just too difficult with all the quarterback rotations and the motivations. But if there's one thing that has worked for years, Ross, it's as simple as this. Bet on an 0-1 team in week two of the preseason playing a one and team preferably getting points, uh, and we pretty much saw the betting markets embrace this theory real quickly. Uh, Tampa Bay is at Jacksonville. Tampa Bay opened the underdog. Now they're favored. 
because they fit into that scenario. Money coming in on the Kansas City Chiefs at the Bengals, another team um, that lost in week one against a team that won. And we see it. The Pittsburgh Steelers are playing Atlanta. Pittsburgh opened a two-point favorite. Now Atlanta is laying two and a half to three. Pittsburgh, Tomlin has taken um, no heed to winning preseason games the last five years, but Pittsburgh managed to win week one. So that's been the biggest movement of the uh, week here. Are there any week two lines that you look at that really jump out at you? Well, all the ones I mentioned, I think, are solid plays. But let's go to a game tonight, Baltimore-Miami. There's a long history, and I wanted to ask you about this quickly. Games in Miami in preseason are under machines. I think Cutler will be, if he plays, he'll be ineffective tonight against Baltimore, not knowing the system getting acclimated. But um, the heat and humidity, when you're playing football, Ross, and pads in 100-degree heat, 95-degree heat, how difficult is that for the big dinosaur offensive lineman? Well, especially early in the preseason, it's difficult. I, I can remember, especially the first or second preseason game, you just, it's the humidity and you're just not used to like long drives. I mean, I don't care what kind of shape you're in, Steve, that first drive where you really like pick up a couple first downs, you are breathing heavy because practice is just not the same. And I think because of that, the coaches are aware of it, and it's so rare. I know the defense can wear out in a regular season game, and you can see a lot of scoring in the fourth quarter, but with so much shifting in the personnel in a preseason game, I really think the advantage goes to the thinner, um, typically more fit, sorry, Ross, um, defensive lineman than the offensive lineman. And because of that, big heat and humidity spells under in my eyes in, in the NFL. Got it. Okay. Were there any specific more bets you made or just the ones you gave? Uh, those are the ones that I made. Unfortunately, the line has moved um, in all those games, but it's still the side I'd look to. If you want to play an over, I think um, Green Bay, Washington, my numbers say, uh, that's on Saturday, over 40 and a half, probably be a decent wager as well. I uh, did want to ask you, um, we'll get to specifically the season win total numbers uh, shortly, but as it relates to the week one line, uh, any impact on the Zeke Elliott suspension news? Yeah, well, that line's been dropping all summer. The pros were going to play the Giants anyways, because they're not sure Dallas is much better, if better at all, versus the Giants. So we saw that line open six. It had dropped to four and a half already. Now it's down to three and a half because of the Zeke news. I certainly agree with it. The basic strategy, pros hate running backs. We don't care. You can just plug and play running backs. There's no adjustment in the line typically. However, there's a few guys, Bell uh, for Pittsburgh, Johnson for Arizona, and most certainly Zeke for Dallas that are worth a point to a point and a half. Zeke gains over five yards per carry. All the other guys gain less than four yards per carry when they, you hand them the ball. So he's worth a good point, in my opinion, and so he is very significant. What about the trades that the Buffalo Bills made? You know, we did the AFC win total last week, and I was looking. Uh, we actually have one of our listeners, Steve Shalabal, 
Obviously, we got our guy Todd Bergman that grades us every week during the season, but Steve Schlabel also has a uh, a website that he put up where, and he's a big Raiders fan in Green Bay, where he posted, I was noticing, I think I took the over for the Bills, what what was it, six and a half, and now, boom, they they make these trades where they got worse at two positions. I think it was the right move for them, by the way, you know, to get the second and third round picks, but they got worse at two positions. I'm curious to know if there was any line movement or any win total movement for the Rams, Eagles, or Bills as a result of those trades. No change with the Rams. Everyone's watching Goff in preseason. The Rams should win seven games. If they can just get decent play from Goff, no one is confident that they can do that. Money had been leaking in on the Bills over, uh, thinking the way you were thinking with that outside of the Patriots, a pretty darn easy division. Um, that money stopped with the, the news, and everyone loves the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the team on the come that money just keeps coming on, and I agree with it. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. We'll start with the Arizona Cardinals. Over under eight and a half for the Cardinals, Steve. Yeah, and for everyone who missed the podcast last week, I prefer to play unders than overs. If you average all the season win numbers, they average out to like 8.1, but they should average to about 7.85, especially this year where there's going to be more ties with overtimes only lasting 10 minutes. So there's a bias in the numbers. They're all rounded up a little bit. So I don't like overs. Um, but I most certainly will lean over with Arizona. Here's a team that went to the NFC title game. They were a juggernaut. People forget how good this team was. Look back to week one. They're hosting the Patriots. Unbelievable. Garoppolo starts. Arizona's laying 10, Ross. 10. That's how good and how high power rated they were. Uh, the team is absolutely sound. If they can get any kind of decent play out of Carson Palmer, they're going to win 10 games but I'm worried that they might not get that and the wheels could come off with Palmer later in the year, still strongly over eight and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably the same. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit worried about them losing Calais Campbell and Tony Jefferson, but I also think that Robert Kim has looked pretty good in the preseason. I would be a, a pretty strong lean for the Cardinals to the over as well, but I just, I don't have enough faith that they get to nine to put a unit on it. I think that they are a eight to nine win team, maybe ten. So I am going to lean over as well. Up next, it's the Atlanta Falcons. They're at nine and a half. And I got to tell you, Steve, I have no explanation for the Super Bowl hangover other than it seems like, you know, there's a big enough sample size now that you have to acknowledge that something's going on there. I just, I don't get it. I think that this team has a lot of talent. Their guys are locked up at all the major positions. But I do think the division will be better. I think across the board, uh, New Orleans will probably be about the same, but Tampa's better as well as, you know, the Carolina Panthers, I think, will be better. So I'm going to lean over with the Falcons as well. I think they're more likely to get 10 wins or more than they are nine or less, but I, I don't have the confidence to pull the trigger there. I, I feel like I should, but even last year, 
they lost a couple games that they should not have. Yeah, the couple of those, I'm fading back, thinking about when they were at Seattle and they had the game totally won and they were robbed basically by the refs. So they could have done even better. I got a little yellow sticky here. Don't, it says, don't be an idiot, Fezzik. The Super Bowl hangover is real. You had the Carolina Panthers rated as the best team in the NFL going into last year. How did that work out? Ha, ha, ha. Okay, fair enough. Carolina was great last year, two years ago, and last year they went 6-10. and 10. I believe in the Super Bowl hangover. I'm going to pass despite my numbers saying I should be going over. Yep, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Let's get to Carolina. Speaking of Carolina, they're at nine, and a lot of people are really, are really liking Carolina. Um, it seems like most people expect a bounce-back year. Are you one of them, Steve? I am, and there's some numbers that support it. With the Super Bowl hangover comes the Super Bowl hangover recovery, Ross. I think we have our next sponsor, potentially. When teams lose in the Super Bowl and then miss the playoffs, they almost always bounce back and make the Super Bowl the next year. And so Carolina falls under that category. However, I can't go over nine because all the we're, – we're precautionary. We're not going to have Cam um, do any kind of drills where he's being hit at all. Um, we're resting his shoulder. Red flag there for this team to win 10 games. I need a healthy Cam Newton. I'm not sure we're going to get him. And I need him to be running the ball, not passing it. If he just becomes a drop-back passer, Carolina's going 6-10. and 10, So I'm going to pass. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under here. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Cam right now, um, and the shoulder is concerning to me. I don't really see them getting to 10 wins. I think, you know – seven, eight wins probably again. I'm going to put one. If it was nine and a half, I'd love it. Uh, at nine, I think, okay, worst case scenario, uh, not worst case scenario, but I think I push. I'll put one unit on the um, on the under nine for Carolina. Up next, it is the Chicago Bears at five and a half, Steve. Yeah, I was all ready to fire over five and a half on the Bears before they moved up in the draft. Um, I think that was a terrible move, more than likely. So they're lock up $18 million to Glennon, who will be the backup quarterback by the end of the year. I thought Howard you know, would have a really big year for the Bears, and I'm really worried about the locker room and the transition that they'll make to Trubisky sometime during the year. I can't do it. I'm going to go ahead and pass. Yeah, I, man, I, I think five and a half is just about right. I, I can't go six for the Bears, not in that division. I would lean under again. I, I think they'll have a transition at quarterback. If I had to predict, I'd say four or five wins probably for the Bears. I would lean under, but I'm going to pass that one. The Dallas Cowboys are now at nine, Steve. What was the movement in the line? Was there any movement in the win total with Zeke? Yeah, they were nine and a half. Huge difference. Painted nine and a half, in fact, not even shaded to the under. So full half game because of this Zeke nonsense. Got it. Uh, that's a, that half game's a, a big game. 
Um, with the nine and a half, I was liking the under. The nine, I guess I kind of feel about them like I feel about the Carolina Panthers. I, I, I'm going to lean under, but I don't think, you know what? I'm going to put one unit on the Cowboys under nine as well. That's another one. Darn, I wish I got it at nine and a half. You know, Steve? Yeah, and you could still shop. You know, I think you should grade yourself at nine and a half because although Bet Online may not have it, that's still that nine and a half is still out there. I'll lean under as well. Um, I love Dak Prescott. I uh, love the O line. Don't like the coach. Don't like the limited home field advantage in Jerry's world and basic strategy. Whenever a team gets a rookie quarterback and comes out of nowhere and has a great year like they did. Almost always you see them uh, a regression defenses figure out the quarterback, at least compared to the year before. So uh, I'm with you. I'm going to strongly lean under. Let's get to Have you placed a bet yet, Steve? What I mean, what are you doing with you? Like you're a professional gambler. Have you placed a bet yet? It's coming, Ross. The professional gamblers shove the chips in when it's really good. Okay. Detroit Lions, seven and a half. Has there been any movement there, or have they been seven and a half? They opened eight. It disappeared pretty darn quickly. You want to bet here, Ross? Here we go. Everything points to under here. I love under. I hate Jim Caldwell as a coach. I think he, he's a terrible game manager. Despite that, despite his beyond questionable clock management decisions, somehow this team... Matthew Stafford, who is a complete stiff and cannot beat a good team to save his life. If you look at his record against teams above 500, it is beyond atrocious. But he's great at beating the Cleveland Browns of the world in the fourth quarter with the game on the line. Seven fourth quarter miracle comebacks last year. That's not going to happen again. So whenever I see a team completely overachieved that has a long history of losing Ross, I immediately look big time to the under. Under seven and a half. Why not three stars? Wow. Three stars. Okay, I'm going to go two stars. I was thinking under as well. I really don't like, first of all, the things you mentioned. But then their leading sacker, Kerry Hyder, just tore his Achilles. He's out for the year. You know, I mean, he led them in sacks last year. That's not good. Um, I'm with you. Two units on the under. We got a best bet. The best bet. Next up, we have got the Los Angeles Rams. And they're all the way down at five and a half. I think you said earlier that you kind of like the over if they get competent quarterback play from golf. Do you like it enough to take the over? You know, what's interesting is you're so excited about the Rams moving that you have completely skipped over the Green Bay Packers, Russ. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Green Bay Packers. Sorry. You know, Detroit and Green Bay were next to each other, so I was already looking. I thought, okay, Houston, Indy, Jacksonville, Chiefs. I was skipping all the AFC teams. Packers, 10 and a half. What do you got? You know, here's an example of how 10 years ago the Packers would be 11 and a half. The markets hate high numbers. They know, hey, we're one Rodgers injury away from them going two and five while he's out. Having said that, strongly into the over again, all Green Bay does is win Rodgers, best quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, You look at the way he ran the table last year. 
love what Green Bay does year in and year out, finding way with receivers that just can't get open, but somehow Rodgers gets them the ball, lean over. Yeah, I would probably lean over as well. But I'm not putting a unit. Ten and a half is a little too rich for my blood. They're one of those teams, like Pittsburgh last week, Steve, they find a way to lose a couple games that they shouldn't. You know, they're the team that every year, somehow there's some stretch where they lose a game that they shouldn't. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to lean over as well, but I'm not going to take it. Now we can go to the L.A. Rams. Now, remember the Rams last year, we were all over the under, all of the frequent flyer miles with their schedule traveling, their distractions, moving to Los Angeles, a little different nightlife in L.A. than there is in St. Louis. Apologies to the gateway to the West. They've had a year to get used to that, and now they've got a new weapon with Watkins for golf. They should go over, but I have a rule. I got another little yellow sticky Fezzik, don't be an idiot. You know Goff's a total stiff. Do not bet on this team. All right. <laughs> I'll just lean over. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I agree with you. I think I would lean over and that they get to six or seven wins. But I don't know, man. I mean, was there any movement with the Sammy Watkins trade? None that I saw. None. Wow. Because the only thing I like about that is, it, and he's only under contract for one more year, the only thing I like about that is it shows that, you know, between getting a guy like Whitworth who's old and Sammy Watkins, I think that the GM, Les Snead, feels like he's on the hot seat and needs to make some moves to win this year. Because, you know, getting guys Whitworth's age and Watkins with one year left for a second-round pick, which will be a high second-round pick, is actually pretty rare. So I would lean over as well, but I also don't have faith in Jared Goff. How about the Minnesota Vikings at eight and a half, Steve? I'm having this flashback to last year where the Vikings managed to lose two games to the Detroit Lions in very nefarious fashion. Just crazy the way that the, the end games played out. I like Mike Zimmer. As a coach, he had some health problems, eye problems at the end of the year. That wasn't good. Had to switch quarterbacks. Bradford had a real good year. Despite the transition to Minnesota, I think Minnesota can win nine games. You, you can see I hate playing overs because of the implied extra vig. Um, and I could see Minnesota tying a game and costing me my bet. Lean over. Yeah, I kind of like the, the Vikings on the over as well. In fact, I like them enough that I'm, I'm putting a unit on it. I think that they've got a really good defense, and I think the offense will be better. The O-line will be better. I think they're better at running back with Dalvin Cook. I think Bradford will be better. I like the Vikings this year as sort of a, a sneaky team. They were a trendy team last year. Now this year it feels like they're a sneaky team. I'll put one unit on the Vikings and the over. Next team up, the New Orleans Saints. They are right at eight wins, which seems exactly perfect to me. I don't even know if I have a lean, Steve. It feels like they go eight and eight every year. I guess it's actually been seven and nine every year. But 
I, I, I don't even really have a lean here. I'm going with the Saints, eight wins. Uh, I'm just passing. Let me see if I can talk you into a best bet here. It's interesting what you said, and I think my power ratings reflect it, where I've got New Orleans rated just below an average team, and the perception indeed is that they are a middle-of-the-road team. Why not make them an eight-win team? However, I think this is the ultimate free roll. One, because they have such a great offense, even though they go 7-9 and nine each year, mentally we think that they go about 500 each year because we see all the numbers that Drew Brees puts up. Well, Drew Brees is 38, and that is the age before Tom Brady came along that quarterbacks fell off the cliff, Peyton Manning style, and they couldn't play at all. Well, Drew Brees has to have a Pro Bowl year for the Saints to win seven or eight games because their defense obviously stinks each and every year, even with those great Pro Bowl years. They still only won seven games the last two years. If he regresses or falls off or gets hurt at all, New Orleans is going 4-12. and 12. So I think this is a great free roll bet. If Breeze has a great year, they're going to win seven or eight, and I still get my push. I'm going under eight wins, three stars as well. Wow. It's an interesting point because it is hard to imagine them getting the nine wins. You know, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, you talked me into it. I'll put one unit on it. Uh, I'll go one unit on the Saints so we can get another best bet. The best bet. I like it. I like it. Almost as much as I like betonline.ag. If you haven't already, dudes, if you're listening to this podcast, sign up for a betonline.ag account at www.betonline.ag and use promo code EVENMONEY on your first deposit to score a 50% welcome bonus worth up to $2,500 in sportsbook free plays. Once you are in on the action, you will see firsthand why BetOnline has an A plus rating plus as steve always talks about they open up their odds before the competition and as any sharp better knows the best value is often in the early odds they are the place to be they've got all kinds of stuff by the way live dealer casino poker all that stuff with almost 20 years of taking bets bet online prides itself on always paying the winners fast visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code EVENMONEY to score your $2,500 bonus. EVENMONEY and BetOnline.ag. The next team up, Steve, we keep it rolling. We've got two best bets so far with the Saints and the Lions. How about the G-Men, the New York Giants at 8.5? How about that giant defense, which they invested all the money in and absolutely paid huge dividends last year, beat the Cowboys twice. The problem is the Giants don't have a quarterback. I know Eli won two Super Bowls. Well, he was on the Super Bowl-winning team two times, but uh, defenses won both Super Bowls. Eli, I think he's 36. He sure looks to me, the eye test, that he doesn't have the fastball anymore. I hate some of the decisions he makes throws a lot of balls that should be intercepted. High-variance team. Boy, the Giants could be a playoff team, and the wheels could come off this year. Both New Orleans and the Giants, I could see at the end of the year, if their quarterbacks are struggling, 
that it could go way south. I'm passing. Yeah, I would say I'm a, I'm an I'm an overlean for the Giants. Their defense is really good. They at eight and a half. I think that they are probably a nine or a ten win team. But I have concerns primarily about the offensive line and and Eli Manning. And I would say in the NFL, concerns about O line and quarterback not a good place to be. So I'm going to pass on that. Probably still lean over. They've got the same season win total as the Philadelphia Eagles who come in next at eight and a half. And I can just tell you right now, I'm putting two units on the over. They were seven and nine last year. They get Lane Johnson back. He was suspended for 10 games. They are much better at receiver than they were. They are better at corner now with the trade for Ronald Darby than they were. I think they're even better on the D-line. Plus, it's year two for the head coach, Doug Peterson. Year two for the quarterback, Carson Wentz. Uh, you would expect him to be better. I think they win nine or ten games, and I'd be surprised if they only win eight and eight. I'm putting two units on the Eagles and the over. Fly, Eagles, fly. I agree completely. Torrey Smith going in the end zone. Jeffrey going in the end zone. Ertz will have a, a, a good year. You got Pumphrey. You got so many weapons. Wentz got banged around last year. He'll be healthy second year. The Lane Johnson back from the 10-game suspension. Everything points to the Eagles winning the division. I can't help to fade back to that game mid-year. as Monday night, I think, um, against the Cowboys, where they're up seven at Jerry's World, and all they have to do is kick a field goal, go up 10, similar to Atlanta in the Super Bowl, and they would have beaten the Cowboys last year and swept them then for the, the season they'd done that. So, uh, yeah, Eagles, absolutely two stars, uh, a best bet. The best bet. Next, we have the Niners, and their win total is five, Steve. Yeah, one other point on the Eagles. The Eagles' quirky, sneaky scheduling thing. It's not that they have an easy schedule, but they had the hardest schedule by my numbers in the NFL last year, much easier schedule this year. I think the Niners are your under-the-radar team. The more I think about it, the more I think of, wow, 2015, Tom Sola, not a good coach. Then Chip Kelly comes in, disaster. I hate playing on a team, three head coaches in three years. So I'm not going over because of that under Shanahan. But if you're looking for a team that's going to improve and overachieve and have the right attitude, I think the 49ers are your team. Lean over. Would not be surprised if they win six or seven games. 5-11, and 11, though, sounds about right. Everything you have said, I agree with. I'm an over lean for the Niners as well. Up next is the Seahawks at 10 and a half. And I got to tell you, if anything, I would lean under. I think that they, I haven't done my O-line ratings yet, Steve, but I think that they still probably have the worst offensive line in the NFL. And that just makes it really tough. And if we think Arizona's a little better, if we think San Francisco's better, then that division's a little bit tougher. It seemed like the Rams always play the Seahawks tough, at least when they had Jeff Fisher. I'm not going to bet it because I think that they end up getting 10 or 11 wins, but I, I would lean under. Yeah, I've got a big O-line, question mark, question mark. I love Russell Wilson. I love Pete Carroll, but uh, you nailed it. The division, every one of the teams in their division looks 
like they'll be improved this year. I think it's a declining team. When they had those Super Bowl runs, inevitably you lose so much strength off your defense. Guys need to get paid or they go elsewhere. Uh, I'm going to go under 10.5. I'm going to make it a one-star play for me. Up next, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 8.5, Steve. Now, this is going to sound ridiculous, Ross. On paper, I love the Bucs. I love Winston with the weapons. I love the fact that they jettisoned Lovey Smith. I love a team that has a terrible coach that gets rid of the coach and gets a decent coach in there to bet them the second year that that coach is in there when all the systems are in place, and I know that they can perform up to and exceed expectations, but hard knocks, Ross. I wanted to ask you about this. I have a rule here, another little yellow sticky. Fezzik, don't bet on teams that are on hard knocks the distractions of the cameras destroy teams. So I pass. Do you agree with that? No, I don't. If you look at the history, usually hard knocks teams exceed expectations. And I think last year, last year who was on hard knocks? No, it was, it was the Texans a couple years ago. Who was last year? I can't even remember. Oh, the Rams. The Rams last year. Yeah, I mean, well, last year that certainly was the case. Um, so did you place a bet on the Bucks? I leaned strongly to it, and I said – I had a flashback to the Jets that year, too, that they um, – I think it was the Jets. Maybe it was Buffalo. Um, maybe I'm overreacting to a small sample. No, I did not bet it. What was your lean? Over. Over eight wins when they when opened at eight. Yeah. I, well, it's eight and a half now, right? Huge difference. So at eight and a half, it's an easy pass, yes. Yeah, I, I, I would lean over on the eight and a half, but I think that they're probably eight or nine win team. You know, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing how many of these win totals, Steve, I feel like I could get. And I think we do that. We should go back. Don't you? Didn't we do that, Steve, at some point? You made your guesses on what the win total numbers would be? Yeah, we should take a look at that. You know, a half game doesn't sound like much, Ross. A half game is worth 50 cents. So, if you look at Tampa Bay, if you play over eight, I would rather play over eight and lay a dollar fifty than play over eight and a half and only lay one oh five. It makes that much of a difference. The these teams oftentimes land right on the number on season wins. Finally, we've got uh, and I'm a lean over for the Bucks, but pass. We've got the Washington Redskins. I don't really have a strong lean. There's another one where before I even looked at it, I've said all offseason, I think the Redskins are a seven or eight win team. And you look, and their number is seven and a half. I guess I would lean under that things go haywire with the Cousins thing. And I don't, I don't know. But not, not a very heavy lean. I think seven and a half is the right number. And I don't have a, I don't have a bet to place. Yeah, I really think if, Cousins had stability, I might lean over. But without that, I have all kinds of concerns. But we're going to have one more best bet to wrap things up. I'm going to break from the norm here, Ross. We talked about how much we like the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't really like the Washington Redskins very much at all. Those two teams play each other week one, Sunday, September 10th. The Eagles are getting two to two and a half points in that game. The wrong team is favored. The Eagles are going to win the division. We'll look back on that line as being one of the worst ones over the course of the year, especially because the Eagles have double revenge and they should have beaten 
Washington the second time these two teams played last year. Can they sneak in a best bet week one, Philadelphia Eagles plus two and a half at Washington? Sure. So you're expecting that line to move a lot between now and then? I expect it will close. Pick them, and I want to put three stars on the Eagles plus the two and a half. Wow. I like it. I'll put two units as well on it. Might as well get it now while the getting's good before it goes to pick them. So I'm with you. One more best bet there, Bri. The best bet. That'll do it for the Even Money podcast for this week. Last week we did the AFC win totals. This week's the NFC win totals. And next week we already have something really cool in mind for you guys. We're getting closer. Other than that, you know how much we appreciate all the little things you do to show your appreciation for what we do. Spreading the word via social media is huge. Just a retweet or a like. It's all you need to do. It really, really helps. iTunes rankings and comments for their algorithm deal. And downloading us multiple times on multiple devices when you're bored is awesome as well. Plus, you get all the sponsors over at RossTucker.com. If you want to ask Steve a question, we'll be taking a bunch of questions the next two weeks. So I highly encourage you to do that. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.